What's up guys, it is Quinn back with another video and today we're gonna to be going through my last set of positional rankings. So I've already talked about my top 12 running backs, wide receivers and quarterbacks. Now it is time to go through the tight ends. And then tomorrow I'm thinking about going through like my top 24 overall players. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure you guys look out for that tomorrow. But today is all about the tight ends. So let's just jump into it here at number one. This is where I have Travis Kelsey. He is getting up there in age. You know, he's 32 years old, which a lot of players at this point would kind of start to fall off. The thing is with Kelsey, I'm just not going to start fading him until he actually goes out and starts regressing. He has finished as a top two tight end in points per game from 2016 to 2021. So he has just been dominant for, you know, a ton of years straight. And I also think he could honestly be set up to see the most targets of his career now that Tyreek Hill is gone. They have brought in some new receivers, but he's the guy with all the familiarity there. He has the chemistry with Patrick Mahomes. So I think this could be another big year for Travis Kelsey. At number two, I have Mark Andrews, and he was last year's tight end one. Pretty dominant, averaged 17.7 points per game, number one in target share, targets, receptions, receiving yards deep targets, red zone targets. I mean, he was just dominant all across the board and he should be the locked in Ravens number one target after Marquise Brown was traded uh, to the Cardinals. I'm personally not expecting a repeat of his 2021 season because I do think the Ravens are going you know, back to their run heavy approach, but I do think he's still gonna be a locked in high end tight end one. At number three, this is where I have Kyle Pitts and I'm actually gonna be expecting a pretty solid jump from him in fantasy production because overall you know just looking at his year one it was really really solid from a real life nfl perspective but he did only finish as the tight end 11 in points per game and that is just because he only got into the end zone one time but when he got the ball he was a big time playmaker third in receiving yards and first in yards per reception I totally understand this Falcons offense is likely going to be terrible, but I just feel like all the targets are going to be funneled between Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Cordero Patterson, and I would not be shocked if Kyle Pitts leads that team in receiving even as a tight end, so I do like him here as a top three fantasy tight end for the 2022 season. Moving on to number four, another staple at the tight end position, George Kittle. He has been a high-end tight end one for the past four years. The only reason why I don't have him any higher is he just has way more target competition than the players ahead of him. Talked about how Kyle Pitts, you know, that offense is not good. He could be the number one guy. Kelsey's the number one option there. For Baltimore, it's Mark Andrews. Kyle Pitts is dealing with, you know, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. We don't exactly know what Trey Lance at quarterback is going to look like, but drafting Kittle here and, you know, ranking him at number four, I'm just going to be buying into his talent and overall trusting the 49ers coaches to get the ball, you know, into their most talented players' hands. So that is why he comes in here at number four. At number five, I have Darren Waller. And I feel like the Raiders going out, bringing in Devontae Adams, it makes Darren Waller a very interesting option for fantasy football. He is no longer going to be the number one target on the Raiders like he has been the past two seasons. But I do think this Ravens offense is going to be very, very solid, especially in the pass game. I think they're going to have a lot of passing volume. And Darren Waller has showcased an elite ceiling in years past. In 2020, he averaged 17.4 points per game. And so even though he is my tight end five, you know, you could argue him maybe tight end four. Maybe you even have him tight end three. He's my tight end five. 
but I'd rather, you know, draft Darren Waller at his current price of like a mid fourth round pick than draft Kelsey as like an early second, late first, or going after Andrews as like a mid tier second. So I would rather just wait and take Darren Waller, who I think does have a high ceiling, but isn't, you know, going to be worth as much in terms of draft capital. Now, moving over to number six, this player hasn't even committed to playing this season in the NFL, but I did just want to rank Gronk in here because if he does play, he is going to take this number six slot. Last year, he finished as the tight end three in points per game, and he did it with very well-rounded production, caught 55 passes, 802 receiving yards, and six touchdowns, and he did all that in just 12 games. If he comes back, he's going to be one of Brady's favorite targets once again. This Bucks offense is going to feast ton of passing volume there. So once Grant commits to coming back, or if he commits, he's going to be locked in for me as a mid-tier tight end one. At number seven, I have Dalton Schultz. And if you're someone who doesn't like to spend super early draft capital on a tight end, you know, you don't want to draft your uh, Travis Kelsey's or your Mark Andrews in the second round. You don't even want to spend, you know, third or fourth round capital on Pitts, Kittle, or Waller. I feel like Dalton Schultz could be your guy is a great mid-round tight end option. He broke out in 2021, averaged 12.3 points per game, finishes the tight end five in points per game. And that was kind of starting off the year without being the clear tight end one. He is going to be the number one guy from week one here in 2022. And he may actually see an even bigger role with the Cowboys losing Amari Cooper, kind of jumps up a spot in terms of the target chain. So I really like Dalton Schultz heading into this season. Then at number eight, this is where I'm going to have TJ Hawkinson, and he finished as the tight end six in points per game last year. So just a very safe, you know, mid-tier tight end one option. The problem is this year, I'm just not really seeing the upside with him. You know, last year, the argument for picking Hawkinson was he's going to be, you know, one of very few weapons on that Lions team. So they may have a bad offense, but he could just get targets kind of funneled to him. It really was only like him, Swift, we didn't know, you know, who was going to be the top wide receiver there. It eventually ended up being Amon Ra St. Brown. But now heading into 2022, we have that Amon Ra breakout. They drafted Jamison Williams, signed DJ Chark. DeAndre Swift is still going to be a receiving threat. And then you still have Jared Goff at quarterback. So I don't think this is going to be a fantastic offense. But there are also just way, you know, more weapons who are very capable and can command targets. So I just don't know if I see the ceiling for Hawkinson to finish as like a top five tight end in points per game. So I'll probably be fading him because I also think he's going to be drafted before a guy like Dalton Schultz, who I would much rather have at this point in the offseason. At number nine, I have Dallas Goddard. And kind of similar to TJ Hawkinson, I just don't know if Goddard can be a high-end option due to his target competition. He's going against guys like A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. And, you know, you could maybe compete with that in a top-tier passing attack. You know, like I like Gronkowski when there's Evans, Godwin, Gage. Obviously, Gronk and Goddard are different caliber of players. But this is in a low-volume passing attack led by Jalen Hurts. So I feel like he has a solid floor because I believe in the player. I know he's going to be involved, you know, to a certain extent. But I just don't know if he has that ceiling. So if you're not super worried about upside and just want someone that you think can be a top-12 guy... I don't think Goddard would be the worst pick. I have Pat Fryermuth coming in here at number 10, and this Steelers offense is looking very solid heading into the 2022 season. They really do just have young talent everywhere, 
and Frymuth is coming off an impressive rookie season, caught 60 passes for 497 yards and seven touchdowns. I don't know if Frymuth is going to be able to rack up you know, enough volume or big plays to finish much higher than this tight end 10 spot, but I do think he is a touchdown threat on a passing offense that may be sliding a little bit under the radar. And I also think, you know, if you're a tight end who produces well as a rookie, I do think you're kind of in store for a jump just in terms of improvement and kind of just acclimating to the NFL. At number 11, we have another tight end who had a breakout last season, and that is Dawson Knox. He was the tight end nine in points per game. He was kind of carried by his nine touchdowns in 15 games, but I'm actually feeling a little bit better about Dawson Knox than I was, you know, a few weeks or months ago because the Bills didn't go out and make a ton of improvements to their receiving core. So I don't think Dawson Knox is going to be buried behind a bunch of talented wide receivers. And if he can see a jump in his volume, I feel like we may be looking at a guy who has like mid-tier tight end one upside, even if he doesn't go absolutely absurd with the touchdowns. And then to finish up this top 12, this is where I have Zach Ertz. I honestly could see Ertz falling lower than this. Maybe I move him down in the future. Maybe I'm looking at a guy like Fant, Gasecki. There are some other guys who could slot in there because he's going to be back with the Cardinals, but there is a lot more target competition this season. The Cardinals went out, added Marquise Brown and Trey McBride. I think it'll be interesting to see how involved Trey McBride is from year one because we know typically, you know, rookie tight ends tend to struggle for Ertz's fantasy value. You know, if you have him on your dynasty rosters, you're definitely hoping that he can hold off McBride and be the clear-cut tight end one, but I wouldn't be super surprised if this did turn into a tight end by committee. So I went through the top 12. Let's just run through those players one more time. At number one, we got Travis Kelsey, number two, Mark Andrews, number three, Kyle Pitts, four, George Kittle, five, Darren Waller, six, Gronk, seven, Dalton Schultz, eight, TJ Hawkinson, nine, Dallas Goddard, 10, Pat Fryermuth, 11, Dawson Knox, and then at number 12, Zach Ertz. If you guys stuck it all the way through this video, thank you so much. If you liked it, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then look out tomorrow where I'll be going through my top 24 overall players, basically like two rounds of ADP. So thank you guys again, and I'll see you in the next one.